Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of our New Depths podcast and video series produced by NESPA. My name is Dominic Mundy. I'm the executive director of the Northeast Bond Pool Association. And today, I'm not only here with, but on site at the home of WaterTech with um, the owner and founder, right, Guy yes. Ehrlich. Um, Guy, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody and, and tell us a little bit about WaterTech. Sure. So my name is Guy Ehrlich. I'm the CEO and president of WaterTech. Uh, it's a business that we started 20 years ago uh, out of my studio apartment in New York City. And uh, here we are today. So uh, talking a little bit, and I know you've, you've talked with some of our team you know, before we sit down here today, obviously, one of the... Um, I find that interesting. So I'm curious about that backstory, right, mm -hmm. on, on WaterTech. So you were, had a studio apartment in New York City. Um, what were you doing at the time, and, and how out of that apartment did you decide, I'm going to start yeah. this, sure. this company for the pool industry? Sure. So uh, I used to work, work for Aqua Products. Uh, Aqua Products is the manufacturer of the Aquabot, mm -hmm. or were, and that was a family business. And they work that. So that's how I initially got into the industry. But I started in the industry from as a, as a young boy, basically, right. uh, you know, high school and so forth. I went to school for engineering, mechanical engineering, fairly Dickinson University. And then when I graduated, I went to work for Pfizer Pharmaceuticals as a project engineer. Okay. So I did that for a few years. And then uh, my father said, hey, why don't you come join the family business? Uh, a little hesitant at the time, but I, I jumped in and uh, it went you know, very well. I did that for about eight years. Mm -hmm. And then at that time, I just, I guess, you know, it, it, it seems to be in the blood, entrepreneurial blood <laughs> right. from my father. My mother's also an entrepreneur with her, with her own business in, in real estate. You know, she, has, mm -hmm. she owns a lot of properties and so forth that runs that. So kind of always been in that, uh, that frame of mind. And after about eight years of Aqua Products, I decided that, you know, I want to go ahead and do something on my own. You know, talking to all different types of, of businesses and business mm -hmm. owners do, doing these now, and, and this is the ninth that we're recording, mm -hmm. um, whether it's pool retail companies or, or service companies, construction companies, manufacturers, uh, manufacturers, it, it, there's so many times the story comes mm -hmm. back to, I was in the pool industry from a young age, mm -hmm. and then I went out and I, I went to school and I got a degree and I tried some things mm -hmm. and, and then... Um, you said the entrepreneurial spirit is in your blood. I think for, yes. we, we always say that the chlorine, once it's in your blood, you can't, you can't, can't get it out. And exactly. everybody kind of, kind of works, works their way back. So part and parcel to that entrepreneurial spirit is a spirit of innovation. Yeah. I imagine. And, and that, you know, you have a degree in engineering. Um, you're well versed in the, in the industry itself, mm -hmm. both in the technical side of how the products are made, but also the needs, right, of what, what people um, yeah. expect from these products or what they, what they need out of them. Um, so how does water tech, how, how did you, and right through now, how does innovation play a role in your business? And so, so innovation, do you consider yourself an innovator? I do. Yeah. I consider myself an innovator. Um, and, and that's really what I like to consider WaterTech, an innovation company. Mm -hmm. And for me, innovation doesn't, does, does, just doesn't just come from the product itself. It's also from marketing, right? Because we've introduced sure. something brand new when we came out with the, with the pool blaster, right? A battery-powered handheld type pool cleaner and so and so that was part of it and then that has pretty much driven the company for many many for many years right 20 years um at the same time we've come up with other innovations along the way our battery powered leaf vacuum uh we came up with it in the simple product of the the pool pouch 
Uh, we have our robotic line, our battery-powered CX1 Volt 550 robotic line. So innovation has been has been a driver. Um, and what's interesting with innovation is that that doesn't mean everybody can see what you want to do, right? So today, people say, oh, pool blaster, battery power cleaner, of course. But back 20 years ago, nobody wanted to even touch it. You know, basically, I remember when I first started my business, um, I, would, I was looking for investors, right? I had, I had already spent everything I had, right? So I had mm-hmm. some money I had saved up. I spent that. I had uh, my, my apartment in New York City that I own. Luckily, I had to refinance that to maintain right. the business. I had some other properties I had bought along the way as investment property. I had to sell them right? just to, to get money to get yeah. going. But that was just for development. But when I got to the point of now actually going to manufacturing, didn't have the, the resources yeah. to do that. So I had gone to the industry with kind of, you know, a little prototype in my hand and some idea. And at the time, 50% of the people I approached didn't think this would even be a business that would be successful. Right. Right. Today, they come to me to show this guy, I shouldn't have invested with you because <laughs> now they see it. So what happens as an innovator, it's difficult for everybody to see the vision. Right. Sure. Um, so 50% of people did. The other 50% said, go for it. That's fantastic. Right. So, but now I had to bet my entire life and whatever I had left, right. <laughs> whether or not this is going to go. Obviously, you know, we, we know where it went and so forth. So, you know, innovation kind of starts from, from many things. And for us as, as innovators, I see we're only in the beginning processes. You know, mm-hmm. I remember one of these uh, people that I met with originally that wanted to invest. He feels everything's been invented for the pool business already. And I'm seeing a, you know, a, a whole world of sure. items that we can do. That's yeah. the famous um, innovation curve, right? Yeah. Like, like the innovator stuck in, in that narrow piece. It's, t- it's tough to get everybody to see it, 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 um, it, it, until it, something becomes adopted. It, and it then is. on the look back, it's easy. And look back, it's easy. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and and what, I, what I go for... Uh, my goal when I, when I innovate something mm-hmm. and we as a company, you know, come up with it, right? So I may be a driver of ideas, but then it's us as a company, the group of engineers that we have that, that drive and, and finesse it and make it into the, right. the perfect item. Um, and and I, uh, part of what I love and enjoy, which we've got out of the first 10 years of Pool Blaster coming out was, if you remember the old V8 commercial, where they would, they would, this would be the commercial where they'd be like, uh, was a, the V8 train? They go, oh, why didn't I think of that? And that's what the, what the first pool blasters had. People come yeah. to the show and be like, ah, why didn't I think of that? Right. right? And that's where it comes down to, you know, maintaining our business and, and trying to make sure that, you know, sure. other adopters don't try to wiggle into our space. Yeah. You know? So on a, uh, zoom out for, for a second, looking yeah. at the industry holistically, do you think that the industry has a strong spirit of innovation across the board, or do you think that it's um, a few companies are kind of driving that? Do you think there's a lot of opportunity? There's to tons continue? of opportunity. There's always room th- to innovate, right? Yeah, I, th- I think our, our, I think like you have some people that may consider themselves innovators, or some companies that really are trying to innovate. But I think across the board, right, other than the the big companies that have the the, the money and the mindset to put time to it, I think that there's a problem in this industry where there's not a lot of innovation. Right. A lot, especially the, the, the mid-sized and smaller companies, they may have come up with one product, but there's nothing more to it. And the, the worst thing, I think, for our industry, and the worst thing that I hate to hear when I go to trade shows is there's nothing new here. I hear a lot of people not even wanting to go to the trade shows anymore. I, obviously, post-COVID, I'm sure a lot of people come. But in general, year after year, people say, I'm going to go every other year because there's nothing, nothing new to see there. 
or they'll say, you know, I'm big enough to, they're going to come visit me, you know, that kind of thing. Where if you compare us to another, another industry, the CES show, commercial, sure. consumer electronics largest, show. One of the largest I mean, people, trade shows in the country. Exactly. People go there just to see what's new. And you have small companies to large companies coming up with new innovative things. Right. right. We're so far away from that as an industry. Right. So this is not just about, you know, water tech coming up with things. This is about if, you know, all manufacturers need to do it to add excitement to the industry, add excitement to the dealers for the consumers to have something new, because otherwise right now, most consumers are just replacing what they had. Right. All right. My goal is to make them it's to find something new. Right. And that's where part of what's made us successful is that on the show, on the on the on the on the floor of the stores, we're coming with something new. Right. So, so when I would play, out. it jumps out at them. It gives, makes some, the dealers want to give us space because it's not something they have already. Yeah. And um, to stay on this for one second, innovation is interesting to me because when I talk to our, our dealers yeah. members, right, and um, it's not innovation isn't bound by just a product. You know, inventing mm-hmm. something. There can, you can innovate in your processes. You mm-hmm. can innovate in your marketing. You can innovate in your contracts. Mm-hmm. I mean, what has always been doesn't have to be what always is, right? Yes. And and sometimes for a service company, um, it may be ha- how they approach their routing or how they mm-hmm. approach their hiring process yes. that could separate them. Because when people come to programs, right? They mm-hmm. come to the show, they mm-hmm. go to education, they come to the floor. Um, we as an association mm-hmm. are broad, right? Mm-hmm. We're gonna, you're going to take a class on water chemistry, you're mm-hmm. going to take a class on pool clean, whatever it may be. And that's speaking to 50 companies in a room. Mm. You have to take that back, right? Mm-hmm. And say, okay, so this is the, the science of how to, how to get the water to a certain... But how am I going to actually do it, right? Mm-hmm. What's my process going to be? What's yeah. my training going to be? For mm-hmm. my, how am I going to be more efficient than the next guy in doing the same thing, right? Yeah. So constantly having that spirit in your own business, mm-hmm. whatever your business mm-hmm. is, right, yes. can help the industry grow and, and, and change and, and evolve. I agree. I, I don't see just innovation, just new products. Right. So I see us as, you know, for example, you know, we we innovated and came up with a pool blaster. But from there, it really came into a marketing side. How do you make it so that everybody can be a part of the business? Right. So what happened was we first came out with our classic line of cleaners, you know, original pool blaster mats. Mm-hmm. And it was very successful. And the dealers, the early adopters took it on. And we had we had a large success. And then all of a sudden, the Internet started really gaining speed. Right, sure. all these e- internet sellers and so forth, and all of a sudden, the dealers that could make money selling the products had they couldn't anymore; it just evaporated because the prices on the internet came so low. So, talking about innovation, that's when we innovated and came out with our vault line just for the dealer trade. It's a, it's a map protected, and so and we fight very hard day and night with people dedicated just to making sure that it's not going to appear on some website for sale right. at a lower price, right? So again, that's a kind of innovation, and that's why I think it's also important for the industry because you know we started this back in 2011, 12, 13, right? But I think it's important for us as an industry, the manufacturers, to support our mom and pop dealer base to let them know these this is what you know the, the expression butter or bread. That's yeah. where it started, right? So I have a special place for, inside me that's going to protect the dealers the best we can. Yeah. Because it's important. Because ultimately, that where, where how does someone know to buy something online? They see it in the stores. And if we don't we do to make sure they can make the margins and they can make be healthy businesses and make sure this product is just for them, we're sure. doing a long-term disservice. 
So I think what's very important for us, for the dealers, us as meaning manufacturers, yeah. you need that. You know, the, the internet is going to be a channel. This we can't do anything about it. But there has to be something just for the dealers. It can't just be about gross sales in the bottom line. It has to right. be separated. So what are we going to do for the dealers today to make sure they have something healthy to fight right. against everything else? The internet is the, is ubiquitous. It's it's an environmental condition. It's yeah. not a competitor at this point. So it's something that has to be reacted to. And, and, and Exactly. And, yeah. Exactly. And dealers see that. Dealers know that today. Sure. Before, you used to be like, ah, oh, the internet. But today they realize they have to live with it. Right, but it's us as manufacturers that say, okay, we're just going to sell tons of these. Whoever sells the most, okay. Now we need to separate the the, the, the basic dealers from the internet and give them something special. Right. That's why to the to our brick and mortar dealers, we give them two year warranties versus the internet one year warranties and all kind of things, better specs, whatever we can do to make sure that to create that yeah. separation. Nice. So you're in your apartment. You come up with a, with a. a some products, you launch a company, the company, the company is successful. You take it to market. And one of the best places to do this totally self-serving is at the pool and spa show in Lake yes, city, definitely. Um, but I'm sure you go to other trade shows yes. and, and, and other events. Um, how you touched on this already a little bit that, that sometimes, uh, yeah. some of the, uh, products are the same yeah. year over year and you try to bring new stuff, but for you, for water tech, um, how have those shows been successful as a way to reaching the market and, and, how do you view? For, for, for me, it's vital, right? For, for a few reasons. On a personal level, it's vital because, you know, why did I agree to this, right? Obviously, it's marketing-wise, all kind of things. But ultimately, to, to, to let people know a little bit about me, right? Me and me meaning water tech, right? Because I have, we, we have so many customers out there. Right. And I may meet them at a show here and there, but it allows them to have a little bit of insight into what we're thinking about as an organization and myself, of course, right? Now, going to the shows is sometimes one time a year that I have a chance to meet my customers. Sure. Right? And it's, it's, it's funny because we, every new hire we have, I meet. And in that matter of level, okay? And so we have customer service people. Just like another company, we kind of ramp up for the, for the, for the in-season. Sure. And we bring customer service people in because we have seven days a week uh, customer service, right? So when the consumer has an issue, we don't want them running back to the store. We want to try to take care of it for them. But, I, uh, but before we hire them, I need to meet them, right. right? I want to know who's joining our organization and I want to let them get across the message from me. And my message to them is that, and it's really ironic. They're going to speak to more of my customers in a day. And I may speak to in a whole entire year, right? I mean, the customer, I mean the consumers, right? And they know nothing about the product. We give them a very extensive training, a very extensive, make sure they touch the machines, do everything. But then they're going to speak to more consumers than I do. Right. Right. Now, so what's important with the trade show, especially at the, the Nespa uh, in Atlantic City, is that we are able to now meet the dealer and try to get that dealer to understand what we're doing so they can portray it to their consumer. Right. So right. they have it in their control. Right. And it's... Um a benefit for them as well. And I imagine the feedback, right? Like, um, you can take someone saying that something is really good, um, or that they're having a struggle with something mm -hmm. that, that in your product line as just they like it or they don't, or you can take that as receptive criticism and feedback to, you know, maybe there's something there. Maybe that's how you, how you grow and find the next idea. I put myself out there every time I can, which is I'm not looking for the accolades, how great your product is. I'm looking for what problem did you have? Right. That's what we look for. And the whole organization is that because I believe everything can be done better. Everything we're doing, 
Okay, and we're a leader in what we do, but everything we can do better. And that's part of what, what makes us successful. But what at the trade shows, especially the, in Atlantic City, I said everybody, pretty much the whole building empties out and goes there, right? Which yeah. makes it very unique to any other show. The international show they don't go to, the regional shows they don't go to, even our salespeople and things like that will go sure. to. But here, from every level, whether it be marketing, we've had people from logistics come there and, and, and even work their show, okay? They'll learn about the product. Mm-hmm. We have, so, even I'll have my HR woman be there that have been at the show. So everybody in the organization has been there because they need to understand who our customer is. I don't sure. want to just be a blind order coming in from such and such pool store. They need to try to have met these people, understand right? The engineering team, sure, all right? They're sure. coming and they're sitting in the booth because they're looking for what we can make it better. Because I'm always, the one question I always ask the engineering team, every year we do a review of all the data we can find that lives out online and of what we can do to improve our product, all right? So the engineers being there is, is, a, is a vital part of that. Yeah. And that means finding out where the pain points are. Finding out where the pain points At the end of the day, you, you know, yeah. you can do a lot of things to improve your product, but if it doesn't improve... It doesn't help somebody yeah. clean their pool better or do their job better than that's what it is. We're, yeah. we're always trying to improve, always trying to improve. So it's very, very important. And, but a lot of it we learn uh, in Atlantic yeah. city. So I, I was looking at your social, I was looking at your mm-hmm. Instagram and, and, you know, mm-hmm. um, your website and, mm-hmm. and information about your product. So you, um, seem like you do tailor a lot of that to the consumer who can then support your, your, yes. your, your products. Um, so how have you grown your marketing over the years with, with WaterTech to, you know, again, small business into into large, successful company? Um, yeah. What, what are some things you're doing to reach your So a lot of what customers? we're doing now really is only just, just starting, right? So a lot of our marketing was in-store or in the catalog, right? right. You know, displays, things like that, because that's where the consumer's going, right? right? But now... Uh, in the age of, of everything being so digital, we are working hard. So we have a, uh, a person we've hired that's just going to do our brand management right? uh, on social media and all those type of things, whether it be a, a Google or whether it be a, you know, some kind of blogs, whether it be a Facebook, you know, all the different things. You know? yeah. uh, and it's really getting to areas that you know, we still have a lot to learn about, but we hired professionals to bring in just to do it. Uh, and what we're also doing is reaching out because we're finding that sometimes consumers, they may have service companies, never even go into a pool store. Or they just go in there really quick, pick something up. So what we learned, there's a whole untapped market of people that just don't go into pool store. The service guy comes there, takes care of their pool. They might buy a toy or something, and that's it. Right. So we're trying to see how do we get to them to let them know. Because our products don't take away from the, from the service person. I still have plenty of things a service gentleman or girl has to do with the pool. But in between, there's a rainstorm or a windstorm. They get stuff in the pool. How do they get it out easily? That's where our products fit in there. And we're trying to make sure that the consumer uh, knows about our products. Yeah. Great. So, um, is it really your the whole company story is interesting to mm-hmm. me. Um, um, and you're a really interesting, Thank interesting you. guy. Um, what other, uh, advice for the industry or anything we didn't touch on that, um, you'd like to share with well, our membership and viewers and listeners? Look, you know, one, one thing for sure is that our company took a long time to build. Right. And just, just the other day I, I, I called somebody else in the industry and I said, I love what I do. I, I literally said, it, 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 it's, it, I almost felt guilty for loving it so much what I do after 20 years, right? And, and why do I feel that way? It's not just a passion. Mm-hmm. And that's what we all feel. We, we ooze it out here, right? It really comes down to, I feel that we're only in the 
beginning stages of our business, right? Because the first 20 years, there's a lot of innovation getting the product out there, right? Every time we turned around, all of a sudden somebody else is selling a product or all of a sudden they can't compete online. So now we need to make them their own private label type of machine for them. They're using the pool blaster brand. So a lot of it came into making different colors and models, but now we've kind of matured that. And now we have lots of new ideas. I mean, I believe I have something that is going to come out that we're going to have in the next year or two that people are going to come to the, to the Nesper show and be like, wow, why didn't I think of that? Right. That's there what I go. believe we have now. And I think that product can actually take our business past where we are today. And that's where, because there's, 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 this industry is ripe for innovation and we need to find ways to get out there. And it's not always so easy you know, for, for a person that just started this in an apartment. There's many people that try that and never get to the point of success uh, or anything, yeah. right? There's more chances of failure than success, right? But, but we need to find, you know, ways for people to innovate and bring out new products. Yeah. And, then, and so that's, that's what we need to do in this industry. I think you've got a good idea. Sometimes just when you're ready to give up is when you're almost on the verge of a breakthrough. So look, I, you know, it, it, we didn't get here so easily. And, and there was plenty of times that were, were tough. I don't, know if I, should, I don't think I ever got to the point of throwing in the towel, but right. you know, there's been times when money was tight I'm trying to build a business from nothing. Okay. I maxed out my credit cards. I took any savings I had. I had real estate properties. I had, I had sold it to get money. So it's very difficult for, to, 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 to get, to get to, to this point. Um, and it doesn't end you know, because right. we're trying to, sure. make, to make it better. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, this has been a really interesting conversation and Thank a really you. interesting um, company and in, in, in history. So I appreciate uh, the time today. Guy as well. Thank um, you. Uh, so that's a, a wrap on Guy Ehrlich, um, president, CEO, and innovator at uh, uh, WaterTech and in the pool industry. Great. Thank so you. So thank much. you very much for uh, for watching today. Thank you.